This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Listen, that's not easy to get in front of a camera. Hey, if you got a Bible, who's got a physical Bible? Physical Bible. Pull out your physical Bible. Amen. There's more physical Bibles every Sunday. I love it. I love it. I love it. Digital Bible. Pull out your digital Bible. Come on, get your digital Bible out. Go with me to the book of John. John 6, verse 1. It'll be on the screen. We're starting verse 5, actually. It said this. As Jesus sat down, he looked and he saw a massive crowd of people scrambling up the hill for they wanted to be near to him. People wanted to be close to Jesus. So he turned to Philip, where are we gonna buy enough food to feed all of these people? Now Jesus already knew what he was gonna do, but he said to stretch Philip's faith. Philip answered, Philip, verse seven, Philip answered, well, I suppose if we were to give everyone a snack, it would cost us thousands of dollars to buy enough food. But then Andrew, Peter's brother, spoke up and said, verse nine, look, here's a young person. Other translation says a little boy with five barley loaves and two fish. But how far would that go with this huge crowd? Verse 10, Jesus said, have everyone sit down. So on the vast grassy slope, more than 5,000 hungry people sat down. Jesus then took the barley loaves and the fish and he gave thanks to God. And then he gave it to his disciples to distribute to the people. Miraculously, I love that word. If you can underline it, underline it. If you can highlight it, highlight it. Miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they wanted. How many know people are savages when there's free food? I don't know what it is. There's something about free food versus paid food. Even if it's like free McDonald's, I'm like, it's free and it tastes like a million bucks, okay? Verse 13, the disciples filled up 12 baskets of fragments, a basket of leftovers for each disciple. Isn't that cool? What was God teaching them? My nature, I'm the God of more than enough. This is who I am. God's teaching his disciples. Verse 14, all the people were astonished when they saw with their own eyes the incredible, miraculous thing that Jesus had performed. They began saying to themselves, he is really the one, the true prophet that we've been expecting for. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you, and we dedicate this season to you. Season of thanksgiving, season of lifting you up high, Jesus. We choose as Elevate Church to lift you up on high. We choose as Elevate Church to put you first and foremost. And now we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak life to us. We love you and we pray this. And everybody agrees. Said? Amen. Give it up for the worship team, everybody. Man, we, listen, listen. How many of you know 
that like during this season, I listen, during the summer, I was down some pounds. And then I got onto the scale the other day, and I was like, I'm up some pounds, you know what I mean? Like the weather turns, all of a sudden, like everything starts looking good, you know what I mean? It's like rainy, it's cold, and so you start eating everything. Can I get an amen from anybody? The rest of you are liars, okay? You're all liars, okay? You get fat real, real quick. Listen. I want you to always appreciate our worship team, okay? You can get fat off of a really good church because we have a really good church. We got a, come on, give it up for the worship team. I mean, they are amazing. All right, here we go. 54 days till Christmas. You better get to the store today. I've been buying Christmas presents. I've been buying my Boys Christmas presents, I bought Daisy and Scarlett some Christmas presents. I'm on it, okay? Love Christmas, but what I really love is this. I love tradition, okay? And I love building family memories into the fabric of our home. So I love traditions, okay? And we have a very simple tradition on Christmas morning. Nothing elaborate, but on Christmas morning, we eat Cinnabons, cinnamon rolls. Can I get an amen from anybody in the house, okay? All right? Listen, I don't care what kind of cinnamon rolls your grandma makes or your nana makes or any of these people make. There is nothing like Cinnabons, okay? So I wanted to share my tradition with some people today. So first of all, where is Dave Spaniak, okay? Dave, I know that you are a fine lover of Cinnabons, okay? So there is six Cinnabons in here with extra frosting in the name of Jesus, okay? Now, I want to know somebody. Show Show me somebody that has already put up their Christmas tree. I know, I know, I know. Listen, I I saw it on on the gram, okay? And it was before Halloween. Amen. But your hand went up first. Come on, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. She's going to share. Love tradition, super important. I said something super important there. Building into the fabric of your family, okay? We believe that as the Workmeister family, we have lots of traditions. We go to Orlando in the summertime. We have Christmas traditions. We have Thanksgiving traditions. We have birthday traditions. And they're not all super elaborate, but they're just things that our boys look forward to, our family looks forward to. We also believe in building into the fabric of the Workmeister home, we believe in this, building what I call core values, okay? Building core values into your children and into your home. And some of our core values that the Workmeister has, Workmeister family has to walk in faith with Jesus are things like this. We say to our boys all the time, we get to serve Jesus. Did you hear that? 
we aren't forced to serve Jesus. We get to serve Jesus. It is an honor to serve Jesus. Man, I should be getting amens right now, okay? All right? We tell our kids all the time, when we put the kingdom of God first, he puts our kingdom first. Did you get that? When we put the kingdom of God first, then he'll put the workmeister kingdom first. Amen? Okay? We believe that God keeps good records. God is the record keeper of all things. You cannot outgive, outserve, outdo anything in the kingdom of God. Okay? Man, I, listen, some of you are like, ooh, I don't know if I believe this. Ah, I don't get this. We believe that we will have what we need when we need it because we are serving his kingdom. I just had a conversation with somebody this week, this week, told them about when Michael was like four years old and I had like $35 to my name and I spent 32 of it to buy him a birthday present. And that night I was praying and I was sobbing and I'm like, God, I don't have enough. And he goes, you will always have what you need when you need it. Praise God, I have what I need when I needed it. I have what I need when he's 15, but I also have what I need when he's 20 and when he's 25 and I have grandchildren. Why? Because I put the kingdom of God first. Ooh, buddy. Don't shout me down, okay? We believe in traditions. And one of the traditions that we believe, me and Jess believe is this, how you end a year is how you will go into the next year. How you end a season is how you transition into the next season. We've gone through many transitions in our family, in the fabric of our family, but believe, we believe in ending them on God's blessing. So we're gonna start a new tradition here, okay? And it's gonna be a tradition that we're gonna do year after year. And we're gonna start a tradition here of two things. The first one is this, appreciation. We're gonna take time to appreciate all that Jesus has done in 2019. Not 2019, what am I? We all wanna go back to 2019, sorry. 2020. Remember I talked about a couple weeks ago, we're not cursing 2020, we're blessing 2020, and we're gonna go into 2021 with words of life out of our mouth. So we're gonna take time to appreciate, but we're also going to have what? Anticipation. We're gonna have appreciation, and then we're gonna have anticipation for what Jesus is going to do in 2021. Listen, Jesus hasn't fallen off the throne. Okay? You are alive. We are alive. This church exists for this moment in time. It's not like God didn't knew this whole thing was gonna happen like this. He placed us here for a reason and he has a purpose and a plan and vision for 2021. Can I get an amen? amen. So we're gonna take a moment at first to appreciate, celebrate what God has done this year. Psalms 103 verse two says this, let all that I am praise God. May I never forget the good things he has done. May I never forget him. Why? Because he knows this. We're gonna go through hard times. 
But he also knows that the previous victories will give us hope in those hard times that he is always victorious and that he leads us with Jesus Christ in triumphant victory. Amen? So we're going to celebrate what God has done here at Elevate Church this year. All right? First thing is this. First slide. Uh, Global and missions giving. Throw that up there. We struggling? It's not switching. We have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to talk. This would just be like the devil, okay? Hey! Look at that number. Look at that number. Year to date, $72,000. Can we give it up for Jesus? One of the things that God spoke to me when we started the church, he said this, you're going to give and you're going to give to the world into things that do not bless your church. Did you get that? A bunch of you, that passed over your head. Listen, a lot of churches, they say this is our missions, but they're actually using it for their church to bless their church, to grow their church. All this money goes through things that do not bless Elevate Church, but blesses the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen from anybody on that? Next one is this. $8,000, where are we at? $8,000 in COVID relief to people in our church. Can we give it up for that, somebody? Come on. People who have lost jobs, people that need money, people that need to pay bills, people that needed income. We were able to be there and to help them, okay? Next slide, okay? Elevate Church has grown 65% since this time last year in 2019. Can we give it up for Jesus Christ? 59 new families. Next slide. Serving has grown 17%, okay? Amen. Amen. People serving the kingdom of God. So what does this all mean? Okay? Because we put up numbers and we put up these things and we celebrate them and we're excited. Listen, we've given $80,000 year to date. Listen, I remember the first year of Elevate Church year one, I think we gave a total of like $14,000. I know that it's not computing for you, but it's, listen, this is a big deal, okay? What does this mean? It means this, things like this, Mission Hava. Megan's sitting here, put your hand, okay? Megan and Ryan run this great organization called Mission Hava, okay? And they're taking care of kids in Brazil, and we're also taking care of kids in uh, Cambodia. What is, what is our giving to that means? It means this, that kids eat, Do you get that? They don't starve. They eat because we give. It means this, that they have education for their future. We give them job skills. We teach them about Jesus. We get them off the street so that they're not lost in gangs and drugs. This matters. Cambodia, 
We're helping girls literally get out of the sex slave industry, out of trafficking. Amen? How about Waweza? All of our kids in Africa. It means this, that they aren't going to die alone in the streets because their mom and dads have died. Do you get that? Because listen, listen, I I don't think it's computing because we don't live in these kind of worlds, okay? I know we're all freaking out about COVID, but these people are wondering where their next meal is coming from. They're wondering, my mom and dad died? Can you imagine that, your child being alone on the street? And we get to pick up these kids literally off the street? Can we get to give them hope? Come on, somebody. Get to show them Jesus, give them a home, give them education, set them up for their future. Such a time as this, this missionary organization we support, they're training pastors literally around the world. That's important. That's important. They need help. They need support. They need to be taught. They need to be encouraged. How about the Community Pregnancy Center? They see over 1,800 pregnant girls that would have abortions, but because of the pregnancy center, they make the choice to choose life. Come on, somebody. They're giving diapers and formula and baby clothes to them. They're supporting them. They're helping them. Do you know this, that last year, God put a number in my heart as we were going into 2020, and that number was a number that became the highest number. We, we donate the most money to the pregnancy center out of everybody else in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. We do. How about the Missionary Jewish Bible Institute? They're taking, listen, I said this earlier in worship, to the Jew first. A lot of people don't even understand that. It's biblical. Paul said to the Jew first and then the Gentile. So the first 10% of everything Elevate Church gives is to the Jew first. We're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Jews. We're taking it to Israel. We pray for Israel. We stand with Israel. It is God's people, and we are with Israel, and we financially support Israel in Jesus' name. This is what this means. I know that's just a number on a screen, but it means what? It literally means that we're affecting people around the world for Jesus Christ. Come on. What does 65% mean? 59 new families, what does that mean? Because here's what's gonna happen. There's going to be people that are gonna go, well, it's not all about numbers. Like God cares about the heart and he doesn't really care about numbers. 
No, let me show you something. God does care about numbers. It is small-minded people with weak vision that don't understand what the numbers represent in Jesus' name. So let me show you John chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, For God so greatly loved and deeply prides the world. God cares about people cares about people. He's in love with people. He's in love with this world. He's in love with people that aren't here. He's in love with people that vote differently than we do. He's in love with people that think differently than we do. God loves people. And it says he gave his son, Jesus, the one he loved for us and for them. Listen, I love you all, but if I had to sacrifice my kids for you, for your eternity, off the table. It's off table. This is a mind-blowing, ridiculous thing that God did. He took his son, his one son, and he sacrificed him for us, for the world. Why? Because he loves people. He loves the world. Luke chapter 15, verse 4 says this, if a man had 100 sheep and one got lost, what would he do? Would he, wouldn't he leave the 99 in the wilderness to search for the one that was lost? No, that doesn't make any sense at all, right? But guess what? God's kingdom doesn't always make sense. He loves people. He's running after people. He's looking for people. Luke chapter 12, verse 6 through 7, it says this. What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? But yet God doesn't forget a single one of them. Can I be honest with you? I like have a love-hate relationship with birds. Like, I'm not even, I'm like, like not a big, I like tropical birds, but like these sparrows and stuff. Listen, we had birds, yeah, she is testifying about the birds, okay? Listen, we had birds get into every vent of our house one year. They got into the uh, bathroom vent, they got into the kitchen vents, they got into every vent, made nests, woke us up at 4.30 in the morning, okay? And then these same stupid birds, I was out grilling, flew over my head, and literally pooped on my head. And God says what? He cares about them. Why? I don't know. Verse 7, it says this. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Men, help me out for a second. Listen, every time Jess takes a shower, there, she sheds in our shower, okay? There is shedding, okay? There is just lots of shedding, like a golden retriever in my shower, okay? She's going to kill me, okay? But you know what it tells me? It tells me this, that God goes back to the book of Jessica and rewrites the number. Did you get that? That's how much God cares about people. He knows how many hairs you have on your head today. So when we say 59 new families, it really matters to God. And let me help you understand why it really matters to God, because it matters this way. It matters that when one family, one family, understands Jesus, 
understands who they are in Jesus, understands the word of God, and then chooses as a family to sacrifice and make Jesus the Lord of their home, build it into the fabric of their home. So that one family, one family now has four kids, right? And those four kids grow up loving Jesus, right? And then guess what? It multiplies into their home someday. And those four kids have four kids. And their four kids have four kids. And guess what? God's looking at things through what? Generations. And then what happens? We get generation after generation after generation, loving, serving, obeying Jesus. And now what are we talking about? We're talking about thousands of people saved for the kingdom of God. You know why? Because these people who love Jesus and their kids who love Jesus spread the word of Jesus, spread the gospel of Jesus, and people come to know Jesus. Why? Because one family, one family, one of those 59 families that matter to God, What are we saying? Elevate church through the grace of God, not because of me, but through the grace of God is making a massive impact in the kingdom of God. Can we give it up for Jesus? Come on, get really loud for Jesus. So we have appreciation, but then what do we have next? We have anticipation. We have anticipation. And so for the next few weeks, we're gonna be sharing vision for things like student ministries. Listen, I'm telling you right now, I was praying this week. I'm telling you now, me and Jess once had a youth ministry of over 600 kids. Elevate Church will have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students. It is coming. I feel it. We're gonna give you vision for our kids' ministry. Man, we're gonna do incredible things this year with kids. We're gonna give you vision for what we're gonna do globally. Listen, we're going to take territory for the kingdom of Jesus in 2021. And so we start having anticipation. We start setting goals like this goal, global missions giving next year. Put up that, that number for me, global and missions giving. Next year, the goal is 100,000, and I put the plus because I'm not stopping at 100,000. Come on, somebody. We are going to go. Listen, I was talking to somebody this week about giving goals. Me and Jess have always, first, our first, I remember our first giving goal as a family was $5,000, and then we hit that. And then I remember our second one was $10,000, and we hit that. And then our next one was $15,000, and we hit that. And then the next one was $20,000, and we hit that. And we're just going to keep going and going and going and going. Because we believe in Jesus. Remember what I read out of Revelations? We are in love with Jesus and his kingdom. We have vision. We also have vision for this next one is this, for elevate church to multiply. To multiply. Last week, even this week, look, it's full in here. Last week, we had 20 people less than we had at Christmas last year. 20 people less. And just a normal, everyday Sunday morning. And my prayer right now, and I've been praying it for months, God, I want to multiply, I want to double this. Okay? John chapter 6, it says this. 
Then they distributed it to the people. Miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they want. I want people to say, miraculously, God has multiplied Elevate Church. Listen, I, I am not interested in being a small community church. I want to take over this city. I mean, I want to take over this city with the presence of God. I want to take over this city with the Holy Spirit. I want people to know that they can have the Holy Spirit and the presence of God and not be weird and crazy and odd. And I want to be the shining example of that. I want to be the example to the capital C church in America that you can put the presence of God first and the Holy Spirit first and you can still grow in Jesus' name. Amen? I want to multiply. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says this, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The Passion Version says this, Jesus was moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless, wandering sheep without a shepherd. Now, what does all this mean? It means this. Jesus wants to reach those who are weary, helpless, wandering. You know these people. You work with these people. You're family with these people. And Jesus wants to reach these people. And he wants to multiply. He wants to multiply Elevate Church. But what did he need? He needed two things. Two things. He needs faith. So the little boy speaks up and he goes, Jesus, I don't know what you can do with this, but I got five barley loaves and two fish. I don't know what you can do with it, but I believe in you, Jesus. I have faith in you. Anytime you read in the New Testament where something miraculous happened, Jesus always said because of their faith. Jesus needs faith. The other thing is this, he needs availability. Jesus, you can use me. The little boy goes, you can use me. Use me, Jesus. Somebody told me this a long time ago. It's not about your ability, but your availability. Right? Listen, I'm not the best pastor in the world. Oh, I love you. Listen, there's a lot of better leaders. There's a lot of better preachers. There's a lot of better people to do everything a lot better than me. The only difference between everybody else is that I just literally said years ago, I was talking to Michael about this last night in the car. We we're talking about when I was dating this girl, Amy, and I got saved, and the Lord threw it down. He threw it on the gauntlet. He said, it's either Amy or it's me and my kingdom. And I chose God, and I released her. And I, from that moment on, said, Jesus, I will do, and I will go anywhere you want me to go. Jesus, I'm available. Man, I got that Bieber song rolling in my head. I'm available. Oh, I can't sing, can I? You know what I love is that God loves using everyday people. Worship team, you guys can come on up here. Um, John, where's, where's your wife? Where's your wifey? Is she 
with kids? I need her. Can you grab her real quick? Let me, let me show you some pictures real quick. Let me show you that first picture of my family. First picture of my family, okay? That was five years ago before we started the church. Look at Michael and his bow tie. And Luke just turned six and Ben just turned 11. So that was five years ago before we started the church, okay? Next picture. This is how Elevate Church started. In my living room. Small group of people that were passionate about Jesus. And then it went from there, next picture. Um, next picture, next picture, sorry. I'll come back to I'll come back to that one. It went to here, the Edge Teen Center. The small, tiny, dirty, 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 small Edge Teen Center. And we thought, God, how 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 in the world are you gonna grow this church? And he just moved. And then we went from there, we went to the next picture. We went, that's the teen center, God was growing it. Then we went to this, this warehouse, okay? 2,000 square foot warehouse. 500 of it was our lobby, 1,500 of it was our church, okay? It's literally just a warehouse. The next picture, show that next picture. Nope, not that one, nope, next picture. Nope, I don't think we have it. Do you have it, man? Dang it. Um, this warehouse, our bathroom was in the sanctuary. For you who were with us, you remember this, okay? Like, if you had explosive diarrhea, everybody knew, okay? I'm just, just keeping it 100, okay? It, on, on, on summer days, I promise you on summer days, it was probably, we would end service and the inside temperature was probably 98 degrees, 98, 99 degrees. I, I kid you not. I mean, I literally thought people were like gonna just pass out in service, okay? And we thought, God, what, how, how are you gonna use this warehouse? Here, John and Amanda, come here real quick, okay? You know why God can do things like this? I'm gonna explain it, come here real quick. Come on up here, okay? This is John and Amanda Thompson, okay? Um, a lot of you don't know what John and Amanda do. So John, he like runs all of our audio and tech and he's been with us from the very beginning. That picture of that, my living room, they were there, okay? And, and Amanda, she like runs all this stuff behind the scenes for us, making sure check-ins are great, making sure people are in, in, in the right places and volunteering, and they do all these amazing stuff. Now, I want you to tell everybody what you do for a living, okay? Um, I'm in the entertainment business, so we thrive on people coming together. So with COVID, obviously, nobody comes together. So 
I was blessed to still keep my job, but that's what I do now. Yep. And what do you do? I'm a nurse. Okay. So what am I getting to? These are just everyday people. Everyday people. Right? But five years ago, when we said we were going to start a church, they said to us, we're available. We're available. It's not always about your ability, but your availability. And they just told the Lord, they said, Lord, we're available. And they've gotten job offers. They've gotten opportunities to leave and go to other cities and do other things and to make way more money than they do living here in Cincinnati. But for five years, they've turned it down and 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 they've turned it down because they go, God, we're available. And because of their faithfulness, because they're available, because they give, they give their time, they give their talent, they give their finance. And because of their availability, God gets to do what? He gets to multiply. Emilio, bring you and your beautiful wife up here real quick. Come here, real quick. It's legend, right? Yeah, I mean, what an amazing name. Your name is Legend. How awesome is that? So come here real quick, real quick. Come on up here, okay? So this beautiful family, love these guys. Love them. They're Puerto Rican. I love Puerto Ricans. One of my best friends, his name was John Tapia growing up. Puerto Rican family. I'll tell you what, Puerto Rican families, they treat you like you're part of their family. I love Puerto Ricans. And I've prayed, I've always said, Lord, I want every nation of the world represented in Elevate Church. And so when this family walked in, I was like, yeah! Look at them yellow shoes, boy! <laughs> love it. But you know what? How many weeks ago did you guys show up? About a month, we've been coming here. Three three weeks or about a month, yeah. More, a little bit more. Yeah, like like six six weeks. Thanks, legend, thanks. She's the administrator, he said. You know what they said the first Sunday when service got done? They looked at me and they said, we've been searching for you guys. We've been searching. Now, unbeknownst to this amazing family, they have no idea for years and years and years that John and Amanda Thompson has what? Made a way for them to come into this service six weeks ago and go, we've been looking for you guys and we found our home. And we found where we're gonna raise our kids and we found where we're gonna grow in the kingdom of God. Why? Because John and Amanda Thompson said, God, I'm available. 
God, use me. Use my little bit that I have. Use my fish. Use my bread. Use me, God. And because they're faithful, God can do what? He can multiply. He can multiply. It started with a small room in my living room, a small group of people. Drew just let me know, adults and kids, we just broke 500 people. Can we give it up for Jesus, somebody? Started with a group of 18 that just said, God, I'm available. Give it up for these beautiful, amazing couples. I know I'm a few minutes over. Tell the kids workers I'm sorry. So what does this mean? We wanna, we wanna multiply in 21. And so we're starting a brand new tradition called Heart for the House. And on December 6th, look at your neighbor and say, December 6th, it's gonna be a powerful day. You, we're not missing service. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not missing church on December 6th. You are not missing church on December 6th, okay? On December 6th, we are gonna come and we're gonna do one of two things, okay? We're gonna do one of two things. We're gonna take these envelopes and we're gonna do one of two things. First thing is, we're gonna bring our best offering for anticipation of what God's about to do. We're gonna get ready because here's how God works. So Ryan Ertl said this to me, this week. He goes, Pastor Jeff, if you wouldn't have moved the sound booths and redone what you've done, we wouldn't have had enough space last Sunday for all the people that were here, right? I got ready. So this is what people do all the time. They're like, God, we wanna reach the world. God, we wanna do all these things for you. And then they do nothing to get ready. I don't believe in that. I believe faith and action. I'm telling God, I wanna multiply so we, as a church, are going to get ready for you to send the multitudes. Amen? So we're gonna say this, you're gonna take this envelope home and you're gonna pray together with your family because we're gonna make this a family thing. Listen, we're roping your kids in this. Your kids are gonna annoy the junk out of you with it. We're sending them home with boxes, okay? But we believe this as a family. We're gonna sit our boys down we're gonna explain to them the sacrifice we're about to make because we believe in Jesus and we believe in the kingdom. And so we're gonna make this a family thing. And on December 6th at the end of service, you're gonna go grab your kids out of kids ministry. We're gonna have the worship team playing and we're gonna come and we're gonna come give our best offering. Best offering. But how many know this? Elevate Church isn't built off of special offerings, okay? It's built off of the sacrifice of people who are in it day in and day out, amen, okay? So for some of us, it's not the choice of bringing an offering. The choice is, I'm gonna tithe. Just like Anna said, she made a choice. She didn't grow up understanding tithing, but she came to our church and she got it and then the Lord and the Holy Spirit moved on her and said, hey, I wanna use you. But you know what I love about God? Is that you can't outgive God. 
Malachi says that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you won't have enough room to take it in. So you're either gonna make a decision to go, you know what, we're gonna bring an offering. And we're gonna bring an offering. We've discussed our number. We have a big number. Because we believe, we believe as the heads of the house, the leaders of the house, we believe. Or we're gonna go, you know what, God, I'm gonna choose to tithe. I'm gonna choose to bring my 10% and return it back to you. That's yours, God. I won't rob you any longer. I'm gonna bring back what is yours. And we're gonna have a great day and we're gonna celebrate God. We're gonna celebrate his kingdom. And then guess what? We're gonna go into 2021 with meat in the house so that we can go reach the world. We are going to go reach those who are weary and they're tired and they're hurting and they're lost. And Jesus said they are sheep without a shepherd. We're gonna be their shepherd in Jesus' name. We're gonna take them to the shepherd, Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen from anybody? Come on, somebody. Now I told Ryan this, I'll end with this, because I know I'm way over. People will say, how are you going to do this in the middle of COVID, in the middle of this pandemic? I'm gonna tell you why. Because the word of God trumps it. The word of God trumps what happens in the world. When you invest into the kingdom of heaven, you will never be broke. I don't care what happens with your 401k. I don't care if you're worried about your job. I promise you, John told me, John, he literally said it when he was on the stage. Back in the spring when all this happened, he said, I promise you by fall, I won't have a job. I said, I promise you by fall, you will have a job. Why? Because they serve, they give, and they put the kingdom first. And when you put God's kingdom first, he puts your kingdom first. So I'm not asking you to do anything unbiblical. I'm asking you to stand with the kingdom of Jesus Christ and know that he has your backs. Amen? We're going to walk in faith at Elevate Church. That's why we reopened. I'm sorry we don't social distance. I'm sorry that we're not like, I, I just won't live in fear. I just won't do it. I live in faith and we're a church of faith and we're gonna move in faith and we're gonna move into 21 with faith. Why don't you stand up this morning? So in the seat in front of you, there are Hartford House envelopes. Take one. Take it home. Pray together. Pray over it. Ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have us to do? And listen, here's the thing. This is what I love about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell somebody, I need you to give $30,000. And then he'll tell somebody, I need you to give $500. It's all the same to him. He just needs you to do your part, amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. We thank you for the amazing year of 2020 that we've had. We thank you for the $80,000 that you've given us to sow. We thank you, God, for the 59 new families. 
We thank you, God, for your blessing. We thank you, God, for your favor. We thank you that the God who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore has shown faithful to elevate church in 2020. And now, God, we stand in anticipation for what you're gonna do in 21. We thank you, God, that we're gonna come to church and we're not even gonna know most of the people here because you've brought so many new families, so many students, so many people into this house for your glory. Father, we love you. We stand in excitement and anticipation for all that you're about to do. We praise you now in Jesus' name. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Get real, real loud for Jesus Christ. Come on. Hey, listen, we love you. It's gonna be a great season. Hey, grab a card on your way out for Christmas, okay? Invite somebody to Christmas. Kidnap somebody and bring them to kidnap, okay? Drug somebody and bring them to Christmas, okay? It's gonna be an incredible, incredible day. You, your friends, your family won't wanna miss it. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.